Speed. 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 Speed Cafe. Speedcafe.com. Your daily racing fix. Check it out. Speed Cafe. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Speed Cafe podcast. My name is Damien Smyke. Great to be with you. Thank you very much for listening. As we lead into a, a bit of an historical weekend with both Brody Kostecki and Shane Van Gisbergen competing in the NASCAR Cup Series at Indianapolis. And of course, SVG having won in Chicago. Lots of talk after the previous Sydney Motorsport Park round about his move to NASCAR. And of course, the three-time champion confirmed that that is indeed his intention to leave supercars and race in NASCAR in 2024. Now, whether that's full-time or part-time, he did say he was open to one or the other, not necessarily all full-time. Uh, but what it does mean is there's been quite a bit of uh, rumour and the biggest one, Will Brown, to replace Shane Van Gisbergen. So interestingly, as uh, the leader of the championship in Brody Kostecki for Erebus Motorsport heads over to NASCAR uh, for this weekend and the second in the championship, Will Brown, his teammate, uh, discussions about moving to Triple Eight. So we'll definitely uh, watch this play out. And very interesting to see what is one of the most coveted seats in supercars, replacing Shane Van Gisbergen at Triple Eight. But also for Shane himself this weekend, a uh, a bit of a, it seems he admitted in a press conference overnight that he uh, accidentally signed up to race on an oval. So of course, there's been a lot of talk uh, about Shane's obvious obvious prodigal talent on road courses but of course a lot of the uh, NASCAR drivers saying well hang on he has no oval experience if he was to race full-time in NASCAR well that'd surely be a deficit and uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr on his podcast um, not as good as this podcast no no it's it's a great podcast uh, Dale Jr said that uh, the fact that Shane may have a deficit to uh, his rivals on ovals as in he doesn't have that innate ability to dominate like he did in Chicago means that if he does sign full time, he's got to he's got to deliver on the road courses. Which, frankly, we're biased down here in Australia and New Zealand. We think he can, uh, but uh, of course, a lot of discussion there. And of course, Cole Larson saying that uh, he doesn't need to do any truck series or anything like that. And uh, the quote was, "Throw him to the wolves. Just uh, let Shane Shane have it." And, and as some people have pointed out in our comment section, Scott McLaughlin did exactly that with IndyCar. He didn't do Indy Next or Indy Lights, as it was known. Um, he just stepped right in there from supercars. So uh, very interesting discussions there. And, of course, uh, Brody Kostecki's arrival, uh, fantastic to see another Aussie in there. Obviously, Brody has a background and uh, and, and an open uh, passion uh, for NASCAR as well. So great to see him go over there, the mobile X Camaro. A fantastic helmet livery, if you saw that um, as well, uh, for to mark the occasion for Brody. Um, but this week as well, I'm um, heading to IndyCar, Scott McLaughlin, speaking of, uh, of the Kiwi again, that dominance of New Zealand in global motorsport uh, coming second at Nashville and talking about the restart procedure. Now it's not like the restart procedure actually cost McLaughlin that victory. Um, and of course he was bitter to be second after starting from pole, of course, cheerful face and, and all that as, as Scott McLaughlin is, but of course upset as a, as a professional racer to come second after starting first, uh, but some discussion and debate about that restart procedure and uh, how the safety car, for example, well, how the restart should actually be controlled with the control line and the start line and finish line and a little bit of a little bit of discussion there from McLaughlin. But 
uh, IndyCar again at the same venue as Indianapolis <laughs> at at, in, at the Indianapolis venue this weekend as well with Shane Van Gisberg and Brody Kostecki. So those three guys uh, all together, um, Kamui Kobayashi, uh, Jensen Barton. I mean, what a fantastic weekend it's shaping up to be over there at Indianapolis. So also here, there's the Shannon Speed Series. So we've got TCR as well. Um, so we've got Michael Clemente's entry, the Cupra entry with some official Cupra backing, which is a bit of a coup. I mean, this was a brand new car this year as well. It wasn't a, a an older car updated. And it's, I think Michael told us a couple of months ago, that it was actually the first brand new race car he'd ever driven, um, which was great. And of course he scored a win in it. He's also had a little bit of a little bit of a christening with it as well, um, with some minor damage as well, but some great success early on for the Cupra guys and uh, fantastic to see Cupra involved there as well. There's Formula Ford this weekend. There's Kumo V8s at QR as well as uh, part of the Shannon Speed Series, Trans Am and all sorts on. So don't forget to listen to the Grassroots Podcast uh, with Gary O'Brien, our own Gary O'Brien, who'll be at QR this weekend. And I'm sure he'll say hello in between all the work he's doing for us. Um, but before we enjoy this uh, sumptuous weekend of motorsport coming up, I don't know if that's the right word, uh, but definitely an engrossing weekend coming up, uh, a, a discussion now with the current Super 2 leader, Zach Best. Now, there's been a lot of talk in the last couple of years about the path to supercars. Uh, Dick Johnson told us last year that, you know, you can't step out of an 86 into a supercar necessarily. The difference is too great. Some people don't necessarily agree with that. Is Super 2 the right way? Um, and we've seen people like Zach have success in Super 2, but not necessarily land a, a full-time seat. But we've also seen Grove put Matt Payne, for example, rookie in the number 19 Mustang this year through Super 2 as part of the Super License process to get to supercars. And of course, uh, if you've been reading on Speed Cafe, there's been some changes to the Super License process. Well, from a Motorsport Australia point of view, so perhaps things are changing over there, but what's not changing is Zach Best being at the top of the, the series points. And Daniel Herrera caught up with Zach uh, just between rounds. Now, Super 2 isn't at Tail and Bend, which is August 18 to 20, our next Supercars round, but it will be at Sandown for the return of the Sandown 500. Um, so without further ado, Daniel Herrera speaks with Zach Best. Our guest on the Speed Cafe podcast this week is Super 2 series leader Zach Best. Zach is uh, driving for Anderson Motorsport in Super 2 this year. He's also back with Tickford for the Enduros, partnering with James Courtney this year in the number five Mustang. We are going to talk to him a bit about Super 2 first. So uh, we say hello. Welcome to you, Zach. Thanks, Dan. Thank you for having me. Zach, of course, uh, leading the Super 2 series. We're uh, three rounds down and three to go in 2023. What's it? You've been through that period where we had, you know, Brock Feeney in there, Declan Fraser in there. You were fighting for the title in those years. You're obviously well into the title fight this year, but uh, what's it been like in Super 2 this year? It looks like a really competitive field. Yeah, I guess it's been very, very similar to most seasons. Everyone's sort of fairly strong, like the top five cars, any car can really win. So, But I think Ryan Wood's probably been probably the biggest competition, him and Kai and Brad Vaughan, they've all sort of been there all the time and Cooper Murray as well. So, yeah, there's just been a few guys consistently at the front. And it's been hasn't been easy. I haven't been able to just run away with it. So, yeah, just working really hard with the Anderson Motorsport team and Brendan Hogan, my engineer. So uh, doing everything we can just to keep those orange numbers on for the rest of the year. And Michael can get his first 
championship in Super 2 and I can finally seal the deal and become a Super 2 champion. Yeah. As, as you touched on, of course, um, it's just over a race covering the top five in the series at the moment. Matt Charter is uh, 156 points behind you, and you've got, as you said, Kai Allen, Cooper Murray, and Ryan Wood in between. We've got Sandown coming up next month, and then, of course, Bathurst and the season finale at Adelaide. Again, you're expecting it to go down to the wire as it did last year? Yeah, I think it'd be it's going to be tight the whole year, uh, given I've got double duties like that. There's a small handful of us in Super 2 that have got that. So, yeah, I don't think it's going to be any sort of advantage where in the past it has been. But given with these new cars, they're not that close to each other. So, um, yeah, it's definitely going to make it a bit bit more challenging. But, again, all the tra- extra tra- track time helps. So, yeah, I think it's just going to be tough and just need to try and be consistent so then it doesn't come down to the wire. But never always goes the way you want it. So just got to keep being consistent at the front and yeah, it should all play out the way we want, hopefully. So let's talk about that because I was going to ask you about that. We've got um, obviously Gen 3 has come in this year, but that means that the old cars are filtered down to Super 2 as they do, but they're now quite different or are they? I mean, what obviously there's a, a lot less downforce on a Gen 3 car than a Gen 2 car, but how have you found them to be different? I think just the way the car, there's, they make their speed differently. You've got to drive them so differently. And just without the aero, they're a challenge, a bit of a handful. And the whole ergonomics of the car is even different. You're sitting different and button layouts are different. Everything's different ergonomically and aero-wise. They feel like they break slightly different. And also the tyre is a big difference. We're on a hard tyre in the Super 2 Series and they're on a Super Soft, so... It's going to be different, and I guess to tire management as well, given Bathurst and Sandown on a super soft, we're normally on a hard at Bathurst, so um, yeah, it's definitely going to be a challenge and looking forward to it. So, yeah, it should be good doing the double duties, but yeah, it should be ready. Yeah, okay. And you're um, obviously we've got a, a pre enduro test for, for everyone coming up in early September, so you've got one more day with Tickford before you roll up at Sandown for the 500. I mean, what's what's going to be the focus that day? Do you need more miles in the, the Gen 3? Is it just procedural stuff or what? Well, we had a, we had a ride day at Sydney uh, at, after the round, so that definitely helps just getting as many miles as you can, and I'm starting to come to grips with the car now. So, yeah, I think laps will be important and just maybe some stop practice, like, procedural stuff but more just your standard sort of enduro test day and probably get more laps than probably what james will so should be just the usual sort of procedure so it shouldn't be too bad yeah yeah okay we've obviously mentioned a few minutes ago kai allen and ryan wood and certainly ryan wood has been spoken of in the the ongoing supercar silly season uh indications are that he has or is very close to deal with WAU and of course Kai Allen has the uh, the DJR link now and he'll do uh, the Bathurst 1000 with them in their wildcard entry. You've been part of the Tickford fold for a, a few years now. Where are you at for 2024? Yeah, well for, for 2024 myself I'm still openly looking to get a drive anywhere on the grid like I don't have preferences. I'd just be willing to get into any seat anywhere available. So, yeah, the common thing is everyone thinks I'm tied with Tickford, which is 
not really the case. I'm just a co-driver at the moment. That's that's all it is. So yeah, just doing everything I can on and off track to try and get a seat. But yeah, definitely I'm not not with Dickford. That's the main thing, and it gets people a bit confused. But yeah, just just a co-driver now for them, and that's the relationship where we're at. I mean, if you had interest from other teams for 2024, yeah. I've definitely had conversations with team, but teams, but nothing's uh, really um, blocked away yet. So I'm still just pushing to get a seat anywhere, and that's that's my main goal. That and just win the Super Two Series. They're my two main focuses at the moment. Just yeah, ideally get a deal locked down as soon as possible, but it doesn't always work out that way. So just see how it all pans out for me. Yeah, for sure. I guess. Um... You've touched on already how different these Gen Three cars are. Do you think the uh, the Enduros this year will be a, a real audition, or are you hoping to have something locked away even before then? Oh, so it'd ideally be good to have something locked away and not leave the Enduro performance up to decide if you're on the grid or not. But if it has to be, it has to be. So, yeah, I think the Enduros will be a good test. But yeah, it's definitely going to be a challenge doing the double duties, but um, yeah, I think it's probably going to be more an audition than than having something locked away. Does it have to be now? I mean, you've had this is your fourth year in Super Two. Obviously, twenty twenty was the COVID year, and that was a bit of a mess. You got three rounds in twenty twenty one was a bit disrupted as well. Is it you know is it now or never for Zach Best to make it into the top tier of supercars? It de- definitely feels like it's like now or never sort of thing because. I guess you're getting to that stage in your career where I'm starting to get a. I'm only 21, but or 22 this year. So that's in the terms of supercar world, you've still got the young guys coming up like Kai and Jet Johnson and Cam McLeod, all the ones in Super Three. So yeah, it's kind of feels like now or never sort of thing, or or just be a co-driver, which is not really what I want to do, and I want to be in the main series full time. So yeah, it definitely feels like that, but I'm still you just got. Do the best I can, and then hopefully can uh, pull a deal together. Let's uh, let's take it back to Super Two for a bit. Uh, Anderson Motorsport, obviously, you you linked with Michael Anderson this year. You've been, I mean, you're part of Tickford Super Two program for the last two years, and now you're in what I guess would be fair to say is a a genuine privateer operation again. What's that switch been like for you? It definitely has its challenges at times. Like the guys are fairly new to Super 2. Like it's a big jump from Super 3 for them. So they're still uh, learning as much as they can. And to have a guy like Brendan Hogan in the team, uh, it's made a big difference to them. And I'm learning a lot of him as well. So, yeah, it's great to have Brendan. But Michael's doing doing a great job and the car's, car's getting better every round. So it's all we can ask. But it's be an unbelievable year for them if they can – come into Super 2 in their first season and win win the championship off the back of winning the Super 3 championship last year. So, yeah, definitely been a – it's had its ups and downs, but, yeah, we're doing well so far and set out what we wanted to do and we're leading the championship. So pretty good solid start to the season. Yeah. And, of course, I guess you're, um, you're in an ex-DJR Team Penske chassis rather than – and next Tickford chassis, what's what's the adjustment been like there as well, going from you know, Tickford to Penske spec? 
I guess it's still it's still a Mustang, so just ergonomically it's different, but they seem to make their speed a little bit differently, but I've adjusted to that now. So, yeah, I think we're fine. There's no real challenge with it. One test day and you sort of got it covered. So, yeah, the car's, car's been good. So, yeah, just need to give it a bit of a tune-up and hopefully we can get some good, strong quality results and win some more races this year. Fantastic. Well, like we said, Sandown coming up next month. So a, a very busy weekend down there in the middle of September for you with your, your Super 2 aspirations with Anderson Motorsport and also the uh, the Enduro gig with Tickford Racing. Zach Best, we thank you for joining us on the Speed Cafe podcast. Thank you for having me. And thank you, Daniel Herrero. And of course, Zach Best, our guest this week. Fantastic to have some young talent uh, speaking to us and of course that road to supercars is never straightforward or easy um, so fantastic to hear Zach uh, co-driving this year at the Sandown 500 and Bathurst of course and great to have Sandown back I don't think that's a race anyone is unhappy to see back uh, of course uh, everyone's familiar with Peter Brock winning Bathurst nine times but he won Sandown nine times as well so if you think the dominance of Max Verstappen in F1 or Shane Van Gisborne's dominance last year was Dull, I, um, I'd hate to have not been a Brock fan and gone to Sandown year after year after year and watched him win it seven times in a row. <laughs> so uh, either way, uh, fantastic to hear from Zach. Um, of course, Taylor and Ben coming up. In the meantime, we've had some teams tests, such as Matt Stone racing, Cam Hill there on a rookie test as well um, in the truck assist uh, racing Camaro. And those guys um, still coming well off the back of their first win and pole position, Jack LeBrock scoring that for the team uh, back in race 15 and uh, of course heading into Sandown and Bathurst with uh, some parity questions still looming. So some mapping changes and bits and pieces and of course uh, some changes such as steering racks, which we've uh, spoken about on Speed Cafe in the last week or so after a few, uh, few failures at Sydney Motorsport Park and ongoing project there among other bits and pieces. So don't forget, though, this weekend, Speed Series, Shannon Speed Series at Queensland Raceway and some upgrades at QR as well. Tony Quinn making the place better and better, it seems, every every step of the way. So um, turning a, a good facility into a great one. So head along there. Um, you'll see, obviously, uh, Mobile One Australian production cars and you'll see GT4, um, of course, TCR uh, there as well um, as the battle there continues. And uh, Michael Clemente actually in some good news, has uh, some backing from Cupra, uh, which is really good to see. Uh, Michael started that uh, that debut, that car at Phillip Island, and uh, a brand new car as well. Um, and you'll actually see on our site, you'll see uh, him unboxing that car as a plain white Cupra. And uh, his first new race car, he told us at the time. So uh, since then, he's managed to have a few, uh, he's christened it, uh, but he's also scored a victory in it. So um, really competitive and really good to see Cooper getting behind, again, young talent in Michael Clemente. So fantastic to see that. So head along to QR. Um, other racing, of course, IndyCar uh, on at the same venue as, um, in Indianapolis venue as NASCAR is this weekend as well. Um, and in Australia, Formula Ford as well um, amongst some of the national series going on this weekend. So don't forget to catch Gary O'Brien's podcast, the Grassroots podcast sponsored by Race Fuels um, to catch up on all of the Grassroots motorsport around the country. And of course, Mondays uh, with Mark Fogarty, the Speed Cafe newscast for the latest in news 
largely on supercars, but also on other disciplines as well. Um, and I can't not plug Matt Kosh's uh, fantastic pit talk podcast for Formula One. So lots of racing coming up. Fantastic to uh, have some Aussies and Kiwis overseas representing this part of the world in NASCAR this weekend, as well as the usual Scott McLaughlin. And let's not forget Marcus Armstrong and the legendary Scott Dixon and Will Power over there as well. We seem to forget about those guys sometimes over here, um, despite their remarkable achievements. So, yeah, stay engaged, stay involved, and uh, thanks for listening to the Speed Cafe podcast. You've just listened to a Speed Cafe Pod Hub production. <laughs>